Guess who's back? Back again. Lucas back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? I'm done with this. I'm all right, done. all right, all right. That's uh, you. You had you had your moment, Lucas. Yes, everyone. This is Chris, and we are back with the one and only veteran Lucas. Kneel before me. I mean, hello. <laughs> through through a, a roar of time from Dialga, Lucas is coming to us from the future, aka a different time zone. <laughs> yeah, it is literally eight twenty at night here, y'all. Just so you know. The Tuesday that this is recorded on, it was lit. You guys are going to have a great Tuesday. I've seen it. I've seen it. Your Tuesday is going to be great. <laughs> Real quick, Lucas, you've been doing some great stuff with the Lucas Lectures. How else has things been going for you? Uh, things have been pretty good. Uh, vacation's over, but that was a lot of fun. I got to say, the Nagoya Pokemon Center is lit. I love that place. But I'm. it's nice to get back to work. It's nice to do some stuff. And people keep complaining that it's hot here and it's only 92 degrees and i'm just like this is the best day of my life i love it here it's been exceptionally rainy where i am so i will take a 92 degree weather (laughs) well japan has their whole rainy season it literally is just five weeks of straight rain that was annoying but now in the summertime it doesn't rain but it gets to be 100 degrees so this is the best i love the weather here so much actually i got really jealous of those pokemon center photos you shared with us because that looked like a really awesome place to be. They were so good, and they were so used to... You could see the look in their eyes, and they go, uh, Gaijin, foreigners. They could see when me and the other person who went with me went there, they just started smiling like, oh, they're going to spend so much money. And we did. Actually, I was going to talk to you because I heard the Dragapult things were getting released in Japan first, and I was like, well, I know someone in Japan. Yes, but- <laughs> I can get... If you want it, and you're willing to pay shipping, I can get it. I can get it. (laughs) We can talk about that offline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if we want to dive right into it, do you want What are we talking about? (laughs) Well, Lucas, since you're our special guest today, what what topic matter do you want to talk about? Hmm. Well, let's talk about something that scares me. Let's talk about something that actively tingles my spine and something I have wanted to talk about since our first time doing it. We're going ape. We are talking about the monkeys, the apes, the the lemurs. We're talking about primates today. We are talking about one of the greatest examples of a generalist group of animals and the ones who now currently dominate the planet. Hooray! All right. Well, I say we get into it. Do you want to say the magic words? Okay, hang on. Let me crack my knuckles. Ah, there we go. There we go. That sounds awful. Edit it if it sounds too bad. That's a little disgusting that I could hear that so clearly. Yeah. Cue the music. So uh, let's go and get into the news. I do have one bit of science news. Tell me about it. So Elon Musk with his Tony Stark-esque money. Uh, decided that he and his group were going to put a chip about the size of a long coin into the brain of a pig. Now, he didn't just do this for fun. The idea was that it would allow the brain's wavelengths and energy to be read by a monitor. So he compared it to like a Fitbit in your brain, the application of which can be for helping with neurological and brain diseases and might even lead to cures to Alzheimer's and dementia my grandmother has Alzheimer's. She, I can't even, she can't even remember my face when I go see her. So this actually has great applications for health. But given that the internet is a bunch of nerds, people just talked about, wait a minute, 
can you use this for video games? And so you have to mention, yes, you can, but we're trying to focus on helping people. There's there's bigger applications at play first. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't hear you over the fact that I can play video games with it. I, I love that that's where the public mindset went. A certain point of it went, my grandmother with Alzheimer's mean nothing to the man who watched Sword Art Online and thought, you know, what if this was actually good? I was going to say, it's like, it, it reminds me of that, that Black Mirror episode. They do it a couple times in a couple different episodes, but it's it's some wild stuff. I mean, that is where we're going to be heading with video games eventually. But I do really love the fact that this kind of technology is being made because it has other applications aside from entertainment and aside from health. He even mentioned that it can be used for simple things like calling your car over to you. So if you could imagine from... Um, like a security team, but if you had something like uh, an actually good Google Glass and all you had to do was think and it took a picture, that could actually be really, that has a lot of applications to it. Like if you, in, the ability to think and have something happen is just a step closer to telekinesis. Now, uh, one thing I will add to end this up, the reason he said this is important is because it's going to be fighting the initial problem of artificial intelligence. So... If this is his way of saying of battling artificial intelligence down, just make it so the humans can project their thoughts and do stuff. So, I mean, so his idea of fighting artificial intelligence is putting artificial intelligence in our heads. Stop rolling. We're done here. Elon Musk is gonna find it. We found it. Cut it. Cut it. Darn you. No, no. There, it, 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 it does have a lot of really cool applications. It'll. It's. It's fascinating to see how this is gonna play out because it's not just gonna happen overnight. So, you know, seeing how this develops and once it is available, how other people build on it and, and, and what comes from it. I think that is the coolest part for me with new technology. The GPS was made by the government and then it was given off to all these people and said, like, all right, we do whatever you want with it. That's how we got the, everything from Google Maps to Uber Eats. Like we just giving, taking it out of the hands of these people once it's all fully developed and then letting someone else handle it. I can't wait to see what they do. Best part is, by the time it's really acceptable, we'll be around the age of dementia too, so we won't have to deal with that. Go us. So it might be good for us. Yeah, go millennials. We get a win for once. So what Pokemon news do we have? Oh, uh, we have quite a bit, actually. Well, let's break it up. Let's break it up. So let's start with uh, Pokemon Go, because a lot of stuff happened there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had the community vote, and so we have the uh, community days for... Porygon, which I know Don is probably excited about because his Porygon Z. Uh, and <laughs> his weird duck. Yeah, and so that's going to get, I think, Tri Attack. And then also we're getting our third Charmander Community Day. Hooray. But we also had Mega Evolutions come to Yeah, Pogo. that was the big one for me. That was like, oh, snap. It's It was like a lot of build and then kind of a little disappointment for me i don't know if you've done any of the raids i, I don't get a chance to do as many of the raids because raids from 12 cooperation and lucas can't speak the language so good or as let's see if i can do this hang on nihongo ga jozu janai not so good at the japanese <laughs> that maybe i mean you just need to like show your phone and be like and just point Oh, no, I've seen Not people perfect. walking in the parks. This is the great. I saw this lovely couple just walking with the Pokeball things in their hands. I'm like, oh, I want that. <laughs> I want what they have. No, I mean, it's cool, though. I, I, The only really thing I've been getting into with Pokemon Go is catching all the things that aren't in the United States. Like, I've found so many far-fetched. So many. 
That's so. You need to be getting the tropius though. That's the thing that people want. But yeah. that's not in Japan. Yeah, where is that? Like Africa? Most most people get it in Africa, I think. But mm. the megas, yeah, it was. It's a little disappointing because you can only, they only stay mega for like four hours, and then you have to raid more and charge them back up. And raiding's a little hard right now for yeah. everyone. You can get the, but then they have the market thing. You're like, oh, you can just buy a raid at home. Yeah. Which is, again, like, I see what you're doing here. I get it. I try not to spend actual dollars and just get coins from gyms. So exactly. that's what I do. I find a gym in the loneliest part. One of my old jobs had three gyms in one place in our, in the work. So every day I would just show up and put my Pokemon at the gym. I made 50 coins every day. It was great. Well, one of my friends is not shy about spending money, and so she is just poor. She has, like, all the Megas already. Granted, and I say all the Megas, it's currently only the Kanto starters plus Beedrill. So, <laughs> so, but they, yeah. they, they're doing the whole, like, if you do X amount, with, there's a couple events coming up. It's like, if you, if the community hits X, I think we get, like, Mega Pidget. That's the, that's the Pogo news. Mm-hmm. We also, we don't. I don't think we usually talk about the trading card game, but we, we actually had a a new expansion release that caused a pretty big shakeup in the rotation because a lot of pretty big cards uh, went out of play right as the Players' Cup was happening. So that, that there is a it's called Darkness Ablaze, and it's got the big card in it is G Max Eternatus, which the card game got it before video game did, which I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but so there was actually there so there's a lot in the trading card games that are happening and then they had the players cup which which I watched a little bit of and that was all that's always good fun. How did they do it with the current social distancing? Uh they did online. Oh okay so there is an yeah. online setup for it. I don't know oh, about yeah. the cards. Yeah, no cool. So every every pack you buy comes with a little like a card that has a code on it and that code's redeemable for a digital pack. And so mm-hmm. everyone just had their decks and had them digitally and and it it worked it worked fine from what yeah. I can see like you know they had the it worked just like Pokemon tournament or or the VGC worked like there was no real lapse in in quality. Yeah, I mean as long as they can get it to work, I still feel bad that we lost the video game. We were gonna go to London. I know we already complained about this in the earlier episodes with this, but I wasn't here for that. We were going to London. We were gonna watch Don get thrown out of a British hotel on YouTube. They're they're they say they'll do it again maybe. We'll see how the world is. Yeah, we'll see how the world is. <sighs> Did we have yeah. anything else? Um, I think that's all the major news. Yeah, I mean, we had the um Pokemon t- accidentally trolled everyone and thinking we were going to evolve Pikachu. I'll be honest, I posted on our Twitter about that. Like, is this it? Because it, it really, there was no way it could have been. But there was a part of my primitive brain that's like, what if they did it, though? Yeah. What if they did it? <laughs> what if what if they finally did it? What if they did it? Though? I mean, what if you just wanted to get all the recognition in the world? But no. The only thing I'm really waiting for is the release dates for the DLC and Pokemon Snap. If I'm being honest, honest with you, Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I'm very excited for Pokemon Snap. I can't. Whatever I can't. whatever they decide to ultimately call it besides Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. If that's all the news, let's just cut right into the apes and all the monkeys and primates because honestly, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay, Lucas, we're to the heart of the matter now. Tell me about primates. They're scary. 
Well, folks, that's our episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Good night. We'll see you next episode. Do, 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 do. Okay, okay. So the re- I want to get that out of the way. Real talk, primates are scary. There are me and other people who've worked in the animal care field who will work with alligators, snakes, venomous snakes, dangerous spiders. We will work with almost anything. But there are people who have sworn to never work with primates. And that's not to say primates are bad. They aren't. No animal or organism is inherently bad. They are just a little bit tougher than people think. Like, they're not just cute, cuddly, mini people. See, that's that's interesting because, like, everything you listed, like snakes and spiders and all that, I would not go near. But I... I would I would not really have like I would have a little hesitation coming up like on on a you know a gorilla or chimpanzee but like if I saw a snake I wouldn't even be in the building. I will be weaving stories into this episode to make you understand these are stories from zookeepers and stories that don't make the news but we I can tell you now because I don't work for the field at the moment. So to get started, let's go with the basics. A primate is part of the mammal group it has its own order the primates and it's filled with animals who basically specialize in living in the trees and the forests of the world but then diversified out to more grasslands in some cases others stayed in the trees the number one word i would use for primates is generalist so unlike a hummingbird who's like specialized in just do this thing really really well uh primates are really good at adapting to situations like humans are obviously the example of this where they can literally change an environment to fit themselves. But other primates are great at adapting the situation and having just with a simple basic group of tools that nature gave them to survive at a lot of different places from the snow mountains of Japan to the savannas of Africa. They are really good at surviving. Now, to go way back to the beginning, the first like the pre primate was a rat like creature that was found to have been dated about 80 million years ago. So this was after the dinosaurs. And this creature, again, it looked like a rat. Its eyes were on the side. Its, it, its teeth were different. But by genetically tracing it back, we were able to find that this little pre-mammal would eventually start making its way into the tree. As time went on, it split and adapted into this different way of living. And the eyes started moving away from the side into the front of the face. Um, We taught this in an earlier episode. I don't know if you were here for this, Chris. Um. Eyes on the side, ready to hide. Eyes on the front, ready to hunt. So yeah, that, I, 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 I wasn't with you all, but I remember listening to that episode. Yeah, so the primates became a lot better, not so much as hunting, though. They became better observing their surrounding. They picked up a lot of key features that helped them survive in the trees. So instead of getting, well, some of them got bigger and stronger. Others got, they all got a bigger brain capacity. They all got prehensile digits. Uh, they, most of them can see in color and they actually have some of the most flexible shoulder joints. Like if you roll your shoulders, you have really, really flexible joints. So these animals became perfect at surviving in the treetops, which then eventually led them to surviving elsewhere. And, and just in case anyone's not familiar with the term prehensile digits is thumbs. Yeah. So thumbs, fingers, um, basically prehensile means finger-like. So if it's ha- if it can grab something, it's it's prehensile. A giraffe's tongue is prehensile, so it can grab things. God, that's wild. The, the, the tongue thing is I, a prehensile tongue is is weird, but okay. I've been grabbed by a giraffe, and yeah, it was gross, but it was beautiful, and I did it for money. 
Anyway, you will get the people going, you think that we evolved from monkeys? I am not a monkey. And the correct answer is, correct, you're not a monkey. None of that is correct. Your, your ancestor is not a monkey. What actually happens is your ancestors share a common relation with that monkey. So he's not your ancestor. He's your cousin. Be nice to your cousins. So if you want to take primates and divide them up, they're basically two big groups, the prosimians and the simians. Prosimians, those are the lemurs and the tarsiris, uh, the bush babies. Uh, think of them less like monkeys and more like squirrels. They have a much bigger focus on smell. In fact, uh, you know, their brain function is far more focused on smell than it is on eyesight. They're also nocturnal, most of them. The only places you can find them living in the daytime is Madagascar, but most of them are going to be nocturnal. They're not going to be staying out during the daytime at all. Their eyes are reflective. It's, it's really cool to see them at night, but it's really hard to find them in some places. Now, they used to be really spread out. You could find prosimians in Northern Europe, even some places in Asia. Some even found some in North America, which was really hard to get to. But nowadays, the only place you can find lemurs is Madagascar. And the only place you can find things like bush babies is in Southeast Asia. We'll be getting into why as we keep going through this. Out of curiosity, you mentioned the that they their brains focus on smells. Is there a reason that any of the, the Pokemon that are based on prosimian, like... Like ha they don't have that in their features because that seems like a pretty big natural fact that hasn't been tapped. It really it's weird. I was going through the decks when writing this, and it seems weird that they would focus less on that. Most people don't realize that lemurs have a whole thing on smell. They mark their territory. They literally have glands for it to mark their territory and fight with. But we don't mention that they have stink powers. It just seems. It's just not something that's explored much, which is weird because Pokemon has a habit of in the newer generations having weird random stuff that's accurate. Yeah, they're just like, hey, did you know about this? Now you do. Yeah, here's this weird thing. It's almost like I wrote them. <laughs> so um, the next group is the group everyone's more familiar with, and that is the simians. So that's going to so first group with the simians. Uh, let's talk about your old world and your new world monkeys. So old world refers to anything in Africa and Asia and Europe. New world is North and South America. So I'm going to give you some options, Chris. Okay. How do you think old world monkeys got to South America? Was it a a land bridge? B walking through Alaska all the way through North America, or C tiny boats? Uh, I wish it was C. It is C. <laughs> it is C. It is C. So I talked with our friend Will um, about this because I was like, what? How? I'm reading this and I don't believe it. So from all the evidence we gathered, what we think happened was that a group of old world monkeys were able to survive island hopping through the Atlantic because it was a little bit thinner back then. They were able to like more likely to survive. Enough vegetation was floated on that they were able to make it to the other side. So they just life of pied themselves across the ocean. Yes, that is the prevailing thought to how they did it. And again, it's I know how hard it is to believe that monkeys had tiny boats and they sailed across the world, but that's what the evidence has shown so far. We were able to find enough fossil evidence to show that they're closely enough linked. It's really cool that animals that's are been able Yeah, it is wild that they're able to float that way. But because they distanced themselves about 50 million years ago, there have been some changes. 
whenever you see like a, a capuchin monkey or any monkey with a prehensile tail moving around like that, that's a new world monkey. That's something living in South America that's able to cling to the trees and do a lot better job at it than most other primates would. If there's any primate that can live in the trees their whole lives, it's going to be those guys. The old world monkeys are the ones that they actually either lost their tail completely or got smaller and they developed a, to be a bit bigger. I'm talking baboons. Like okay. baboons and other other monkeys like them are not just living in the trees. Some decided to move out to the savanna, so they got bigger and stronger. Now, there are no gibbons in Pokemon yet, so I'm going to skip them. But just so you know, it goes old world monkeys, new world monkeys, gibbons. Now we get to the apes. Now we get to the ones that people really know. There are four great apes. There are the orangutans, gorillas, the chimpanzees, and the humans. So I'll start with orangutans. Everyone tends to know what they are. They're famous for their red color. And they are the only great apes that spend the most time in the trees. Most of the other great apes will stay on the ground level. But orangutans are specialized with short legs and super long arms. They are crazy strong, but also crazy smart like all the other apes. I have to ask, did you ever watch the show Man vs. Beast uh, yes. when we were younger? Yes, Did I you did. see the, the orangutan episode? Uh, I did not. What happened? So for context, people who have not do, are not familiar with the show, Man vs. Beast is basically a show where they took animals that were that are very good at something and humans that are very good at something and had them compete against each other to see who was the best. And so examples are like they had Kobayashi, the hot dog eating guy, yeah, enter yeah. a hot dog eating contest with a grizzly bear. <laughs> so the orangutan one was they had the orangutan do tug of war against a sumo wrestler. How'd that go? Oh, you should, anyone should like pull it up. It, it is on YouTube. I've watched it recently, but the sumo wrestler is trying so hard and the orangutan is not moving. Like he's just hanging out and he just like, it seems like he's just holding it, like not even pulling. And then when he decides he's done with it, he just gives like a single pull and the sumo wrestler just tumbles off the floor. <laughs> they, for any context on how strong these uh, orangutans are, just watch that episode because it's crazy. Now there is a trade-off to all that muscular strength. With all the other apes, aside from us, all their muscles are focused more on strength over dexterity. So that's why we can pick up a needle in a haystack, whereas they can crush our bones into dust. So they, so it's a, it's, it's the classic D and D Dex versus um, strength build. Ah, uh, so they maxed out their strength. Yeah, they maxed out strength, and we maxed out dexterity. So that's the difference. <laughs> Speaking of maxed out strength, let's go into gorillas. So gorillas, again, really well-known group of primates. The biggest ones in the wild can weigh up to 500 pounds. If they go to a bad zoo, which there are bad zoos out there, they can end up a bit overweight and be up to 650 pounds. Unlike the other great apes in this group, they are knuckle walkers. They will rarely walk on two legs. They can if they need to. They have really cool social structures, but they are much more known for their strength. Uh, so these animals are very capable of throwing around a human being like a sack of potatoes. These animals are very, very good at just scaring away almost anything, including other gorillas. Believe me, they are, they got their whole image of being terrifying for a reason. Although they do have a diet mainly of veggies and termites. So they actually live a pretty low key, not terrifying existence. Unlike our next candidates, uh -oh. the chimps. I'm going to put the bonobos in this group too, because they're considered sort of like the chimps, but they are the most general of the apes. 
They don't have the super tree skills of the orangutan. They don't have the super strength of the gorillas. They don't have the super smarts of a human. They kind of have it all wrapped up in one. They have a little bit of everything. So think of them back to D&D build, uh, almost like a cleric. Like they're able to just take a, a little bit of everything. Sorry, I'm just imagining like chimpanzees like casting healing spells now. I cast, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I'm saying I'm so scared of them is that a chimpanzee is, um, they're strong, they're smart, they're clever, but they're also pretty aggressive. They are very much an animal that can rip and break things. It's It's one of those, animals that okay so a buddy of mine was working at a zoo and the chimpanzee he was working as an intern at the time for the primates the chimpanzees saw him they made him flinch like they just made a, a loud banging noise he flinched that those chimpanzees spent his entire internship throwing poop at him every time they saw him because they sensed weakness and they were able to hey let's just mess with that guy that's what you're dealing with so two for flinching in chimp is throwing poop yeah two for, yeah it's literally just oh we sense weakness here you go once they reach sexual maturity they can be a real hassle to handle that's why there are horror stories of people having oh we saved this baby chimp from a a pop star or something and then it reaches sexual maturity it falls in love with one of you and then it tries to kill anybody who goes near you because believe me they can do that they are ridiculously strong there was one guy who taught a chimpanzee how to do karate I don't know why. It's something it's something to do. It was something to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't know. People will do anything for that. So chimpanzees, uh, aside from the aggressive part, they are able of forming social groups. They are fa- capable of forming bonds. If you can think of a human doing it, the chimpanzees can do it too. They have languages. They can even be taught sign language like gorillas can. They are, the last time I checked, the smartest chimpanzees are close enough to intelligence as preteen human beings. They are ridiculously intelligent. There's a reason why we share so much of our DNA with them. Now, I do want to top this part, last part off with why you should care about them. I am scared of primates, and yet I will do almost anything I can to protect them because they are family. I, you don't, I, I, family can be a pain in the butt, and some family ain't worth saving, but the primates are our family. And just about every group of primates I mentioned, I mentioned is threatened, endangered, or worse. So. Uh, name me any of the primates we talked about. Any of them. Let's do gorilla. Gorillas. Uh, poached for their hands and their habitats are being destroyed for farmland. Pick another one. Lemurs. Lemurs. Uh, the coffee trade in Madagascar is causing their forest to be turned down. Pick another one. Orangutans. Orangutan. Palm oil. Same thing with the forest. There's a video of an orangutan trying to fight a bulldozer. It's not great. Every group of primates on the planet just about is not having a good time right now. The best thing you can do is find out how you can help. For Madagascar, there are coffee trades that you can get into that you make sure that the Madagascar coffee that's made there was made without damaging their ecosystem. Halloween's coming up. Watch out for the palm oil in your candy because it came from an orangutan's tree. For the gorillas, there's so many different charities and organizations trying to save them. So just keep that in mind. They are scary to me anyway, but primates, again, they're family. And sometimes you always got to look out for your family unless they're jerks. But these guys aren't jerks because they're jerks. They're jerks because DNA made them that way. And I think that's all I got. I mean, I think I think you covered a lot of really, really solid ground. But now that we're through the natural world, you want to get into the the virtual one? Oh, yes. There's some things I have to say.
All right. Well, let's kick it off with uh, with with a lemur with Pissimian. Oh yes, I, I, I'm I'm doing this in order of evolutionary gain. So we're starting with uh, the only prosimian in the game. So Passimian is based on the ring-tailed lemur. It is one of the most common lemurs you will find in zoos and aquariums. Would you like to guess why? Um, is it because of how fast they mate? Uh, no, but that's no. <laughs> um, it's actually because the, unlike most lemurs, they're diurnal. They're up during the day. Like oh you, yeah so it's actually something again there's a marketing aspect to a zoo there's no point in having an animal no one can see that's that's fair the other reason is that lemurs actually form a really tight community so if you put them with a certain group of member they can actually be really socialized so again they have a powerful sense of smell and lemurs do have a stink gland right above the right above the buttocks so they're able to actually take some of that oil and rub it into their tail. And what that does is anytime they want to fight off another male or anything else trying to go at them, they can just whip their tail and throw stink at them. And that's not in the Pokemon games. And I don't know why. That's tail whip right there. Yeah, it's a tail whip, <laughs> but poison tight. So <laughs> that would be so cool. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be cool. Like tail, your defense is lowered. <laughs> so, and you're poisoned. What? <laughs> you hit me with your tail. Yeah, you got about 30 minutes to live, dude. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck, good luck. So they do mention in the games that Pestimian lives in groups of 20 or 30, and that is actually accurate. That is a true fact. Lemurs will live in these giant family groups. It can be as small as three or up to 30. It is a matriarchal society, though, so the females are mainly in charge. So one thing I will mention, when I worked near lemurs, there was a group, and the lemurs were, there was two females and one male. The females just kept picking on the male, like, constantly. Every second that they was there just showed weakness. That was there too for flinching, which is to pick on him and take his food. I think, yeah, the poop's worse than the taking my food. Yeah, I think a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But they are still pretty crafty. I like to call them um, lemur squirrel-brained because while they are not like chimp-level intelligent, they still have a pretty decent brain in terms of figuring out problems. You can give them sense to play with. You can give them things to look through. They're pretty cool animals. One thing that I picked up on is that uh, Pissimian also has appears to have ties to sports, whether it's football or rugby, because uh, they talk about how it throws. The, I mean, in design, but also in uh, in in what it says in the decks. But is there anything with lemurs that ties them to like throwing? Like, do they have do they throw things a lot? Like, why is was this just a weird combination that they came up with, or is there a reasoning here? Why would I throw my food? That seems awful. I saw them like, oh, they throw berries and they pick the berries of the different ones, which was cool. I think it's based more on f American football because he's wearing a helmet. Yeah, that's why. That's my thought. So I named mine Tom Brady and moved on from there. I think it is cool that they added whoever throws it the farthest is the leader. So I'm thinking like, yeah, the quarterback. So yeah, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, that, it does seem to have a little bit more American football as you as you kind of get yeah. into it. Yeah, and also I've never seen or heard of a lemur or any of these animals like taking throwing contests. They don't they don't do that. They will throw stuff. That is one of the best things about having hands is they can throw dirt and they can throw stuff at other animals. But again, lemurs don't focus on that. They are foragers. They literally walk around pick stuff up, put it in their mouth, keep walking. So they're constantly eating. They're not just going to feed on berries. They'll literally just feed on whatever they can put into their mouth. And they're not having little lemur Olympics. No, they're not having little lemur Olympics. Although if you watch them jump, 
They don't need it. They are some fine jumpers through the trees. Even with babies strapped onto their back, holding on for dear life, these guys can jump and soar. It's amazing how far they can go. Their muscles are built for jumping. Yours are built for grabbing stuff. Don't knock it. They got they got the other end of the deal. That's what happens. It is what it is. Next up, I believe... All right, so I wanted to wrap all these guys into one because they're basically the same Pokemon. Uh, Pansage, Panseer, and Panpour. Or as I like to call them, the, hey, we don't think you're very good at this game, so here's a second worst starter. Have fun. They were like, we wanted to do this, but we, we didn't have the guts to make them the same animal, so here you go. We heard you that you wanted to make the game harder, we took that suggestion and we threw it in the trash. Here's another starter. So they do share a lot of um, real life counterparts with their with monkeys. Again, I think that they're a combination of both old world and new world monkeys, but they're definitely more new world with their tail. So these guys all share the commonality of teamwork and cooperation. Primates, for the most part, are very sociable. And monkeys are incredibly sociable. They will hang out together and survive. They will help share food. So I think they did a really good job with this Pokemon. Again, I will point out that once they evolve, they are, instead of being from, oh, sharing food and liking things, they get turned to, oh, this is Panpour. When it evolves, oh, yeah, the water shoots can break a concrete wall. I'm like, wait, what? Like And so that kind of, to me, reminds me of what happens when primates do reach sexual maturity. It's just like a teenager. They get a whole lot stronger, a whole lot more hormonal, and they can start breaking stuff. So they are a really cool example of just a common basic monkey. They got the diet right of the seeds and the berries. It's, a, it's simple. Just throw an element on a monkey and go with it, and it worked. So this is like my, yeah, you didn't do anything fantastic, but you didn't mess it up. I was going to say, I I like that, at least for Pansage, that they say that his leaves can relieve stress because that seems like the opposite of what the actual monkeys do. Uh, Yeah, no, again, monkeys, when it comes to rage, let's talk about rage, shall we? (laughs) Oh, my God. So I I didn't want to use this Pokemon, but we already talked about Infernape and Chimchar and all them so much with our Journey to the West talks and old episodes. I had to. Let's talk about Mankey and Primeape, the first primates in the game. And maybe the least inspired design of primates in the game. I hate them. I hate their design so much. More than I hate their design, I don't like their decks. It's accurate to a point. Literally, all you have to do is take some animal's blood, write rage, and that's what a primate's whole thing is. It's just angry. Which, again, I've been talking, half-joking about them being pretty scary. There's more to them than rage. Uh, the one thing they did get right uh, with the monkey decks, they're never quiet in a group, which is pretty accurate if you've ever been around monkeys. But primate is more than likely based on a baboon. Like he's mm-hmm. more like the whole idea of like the snout and everything else about him, like the whole rage. Baboons are associated with rage a lot just because they look scary with their massive fangs. And if you want to look up something horrible on the internet, look up baboon eating an impala because they will eat antelopes. Oh, I don't want to see that. You don't. The Impala's alive. It's horrible. It's one of the most violent things I've ever watched, and YouTube allows it. Gets past their sensors easily. But the fact that they say primate, and if I'm quoting, it will literally get so mad it dies, 
and then it gets happy when it's dead. That's really dark. Yeah, it's like, oh, it dies. But when it dies, it looks calm and peaceful. It's like, yo, what? This is the new entry. Lighten up. What's wrong with you? I feel bad for him now. Yeah, that's again, he could have something better. Like you can make it so that the anger is focused towards male. If I could change the deck, I would make it so that the anger that this Pokemon shows is only done during like the mating season. Because that would actually be pretty, if it senses challenge, it gets angry. Because that would make more sense. Instead of perpetual anger remode, it should just... That would be a very interesting game mechanic. And this is like, this is kind of off topic, but like imagine if someone, a Pokemon were to like use attract on someone, but it was something like Primeape and then it, it got an attack boost. Just give it rivalry. It's like, oh, you see a girl, you're weaker. See a guy, rage, <laughs> rage. Yeah, I, I've spent a lot of time hating this. Let's so talk about a Pokemon I like. Oranguru, oh my God. This is by far my favorite of all the Primeape design. Our next one is cool. But this is my favorite because it takes inspiration from both real world animals and real world history. So the reason it has that fan from a history standpoint is because of the history of fans that Japan has. And the the shoguns and the advisors would have these fans. A lot of famous advisors and leaders in Japan have pictures with the fans. So this is a general. This is a leader. It's also the only Pokemon that can use Pokeballs. Is he catching them or is he just throwing them? According to the Pokedex, it says it can throw Pokeballs. If it can throw Pokeballs, that means that it might try and catch something. If it might catch something, that just seems like a fun battle of like, oh, I'm going to play against this Oranguru. Well, it's a psychic type. I'll use knockoff. Knock off a Pokeball. What the? Ball opens up and it's a Passinian. I'm like, what? Is Pokemon going the way of Planet of the Apes? That would be amazing. But oh my goodness. I mean... If you see the memes, there's a lot of like people going on like, oh, the rise of monkey. There's so many primates in this game. But Oranguru to me is special because of its relation to orangutans. Most people don't realize that orangutans are as intelligent as they are. Like You hear about it, but you don't get a chance to see it. Uh, there have been orangutans that escaped the zoos just to get dip and Dots ice cream from the vendors. I mean, I do that. I've have I have stories, man, of orangutans breaking out of facilities, like by memorizing the lock pad code. And that was just the time we caught them. The other time they did it, we don't know how they got out. We just saw them at the dip and dots machine. Like that's because they wanted you to know that they could do the code, and then the other way is their secret way. Yeah, again, all these stories are things from other zoos and facilities I haven't worked at. I just know them through the grapevine. But these things are so intelligent and they're so cool. Zookeepers have to work around the clock to keep them engaged so that they don't find ways to break out because that's what they like to do. It's not that they don't like being in there. It's just like, hmm, what can I play with? Now, their tool usage is seen in the wild as well. They will use sticks to collect insects, honey, smash nuts. Uh, the one thing... That is wrong in the Pokedex that it says that this Pokemon will try and help out other animals if it can. I guess out of the great apes, the orangutans seem like the nicest, but they're they're really not. <laughs> um, they're actually the least sociable. They tend to keep to themselves with their young. There may be one or two during the mating scene. They're not really together. They're not going to help anyone out. But the Pokedex does show that um, it will sometimes go to the beach 
and it will um, have fights. It'll have battles of wits with Slow King, which I just think is fun. What would they play? One, I want to see chess, but I, I feel like it would be like at one, like if people are actually watching, they would play chess. But then the other game is literally going to be like the um, oh, what is it that that new game? Ah, uh, what's that new party game on the PS4 everyone's playing? Oh, I don't. Oh, Fall Guys. Fall. It's just gonna be Fall Guys. Like, all right, a battle of wits to the end. Let's go, boys. <laughs> I was also gonna go Spike Ball, but I don't think Slow King would be very good at Spike Ball. No, it's that or like. It's checkers, but they're like, oh, someone's coming. Flip the board and put the chess pieces on. <laughs> so last one. Again, it's one of the newest ones. The Grassy Menace. The Ape with the Terror. Bring it on. The Gorilla Warfare. Arilla Boob. The Ape, so powerful, he had to be banned. Yeah, the Apex Ape. Gorilla Squad. Oh my lord, this thing. I, I, the, It's terrifying. And you know who we have to blame for all this, right? Jane Goodall. There we go. We read the notes. Yes, Jane Goodall. <laughs> so the reason I blame Jane Goodall is because before her amazing research into the lives of gorillas and her book, Gorillas in the Mist, uh, gorillas were thought as dumb and strong. Again, classic strength versus dexterity belt. They thought they're big and dumb and they break things and they're crazy. But Goodall, during her research, stumbled, stumbled upon gorillas using sticks to go into termite mounds. And this blew our minds. This was some of the first documented uses of tool use of any animal. This is fascinating stuff. That is why Rillaboom and all his other evolutions like Grookey are going to have sticks. They are using them to pick through termite mounds in the real world. Uh, I named mine Van Halen, FYI, just because I can. I feel like that's kind of, you need to name it after a drummer. So you have Van Halen and Tom Brady? Yeah, I have Sven Halen, I have Tom Brady, I got a who's who on my team. I would have gone Dave Grohl, but... <sighs> that is good. That's good. But um, the leader of the troops in the Rillaboom, that's what's so interesting, because it's the opposite. Again, they're trying to focus on them. No, he's one with the forest. The leader is gentle and values harmony. Real gorillas, it's not inherently violent unless it needs to be. So their social structure revolves around um, three different groups. So you have the silverbacks, which are the older males. Uh, there's between one to four of them in a group. You'll have multiple females. And then you'll have what are known as blackbacks, so younger males. As the males get older, they're going to go and find a new troop or make their own troop because they can't compete with the bigger, stronger males. Only the top silverback is allowed to mate. Now, once the females get old enough, then they are going to go and find their own groups as well. And that's thought to be a way of stopping inbreeding. So they don't breed within their family. They just go off and they form another group. But again, really cool. Even spiders know not to inbreed. But the gorillas also figured it out too. Now they can be territorial when you get too close to the group. Uh, when males are considered a minor or major threat, the male silverback that's in charge is going to scare them away. He's going to try and keep them out of the way. And so a lot of the males will actually pick different strategies. You either form off with a new group or you live on the outskirts of the group. You wait until the male gets weak enough that you can go and take him on. It's fascinating stuff. Again, they don't live a super long time. They can live up to 30 years in the wild and in human care. So they can live a decent long life because they are so big and strong. Most animals won't bother them. And the fact that the parents give great parental care, the group will protect them. They can live a good long while provided that they don't get sick or injured because they still can get hurt. Uh, the younger ones will actually be able to climb the trees and then sometimes they can fall out of those trees. So 
humans aren't the only ones who do dumb things when they're young. Uh, keep in mind, though, all the primates that I mentioned, these are just some of the primates that have made their way into the Pokemon game. Darmanitan, I couldn't get a chance to include because we didn't have the time, but there's just so many cool primates in the game. And again, they're family. That's why I wanted to do this episode. I miss you guys. I miss you and the crew, and I it's like a family to me. So I wanted to bring the closest members of my family I could. The screeching, horrifying monsters that live in the trees and throw poop at my friends. You know, family. <laughs> yeah, I will also mention that um, with Rillaboom, one last thing I forgot. It's whole grassy field thing, perfect ability for a gorilla since they tend to live on the ground and they forge mainly on the ground. So that was a really smart call. I don't know <laughs> about the other abilities that they added to the game, but that one is my favorite ability even though that grassy slide move has to go. They kind of did it. <laughs> I mean, for now, but it's going to come back. I hate that. I, I'm so mad. I'm sorry. No, we're going to take this on a tangent. I can't take it anymore. I can't get grassy slid anymore. All my plans ruined everything from a st stupid ape. It didn't hurt me that bad because I was more uh, in the Barrow Cinderace. Yeah. Which also no, got I've banned. Been running the, um, uh, I've been running the Razor Claw uh, Inteleon. And then I use a Weavile with Fling to throw a berry that gets its focus energy. I've actually been trying to build an, an Orangaroo team. See, they're great with Tickroom. And the whole ability of Instruct is great too because guess what? They can just teach the other. They can Orangutans can learn from just critical thinking like we can. They actually did an experiment on it. I'm sorry, I keep forgetting these facts. I'm going to keep putting them in. They did some experiments on the Orangutans and found that their critical thinking was similar to ours. They were think we found that they were considering how to get honey out of a jar or out of a container. And instead of just trying, like just figuring it out through doing, they were thinking about it. Like it went into it with a stick trying to go at it. So it already processed. Okay. I can use an object to get it again. Crazy intelligence. Next time someone tells you, Oh, they're not related. Go show them Coco, the gorilla doing sign language. Believe me, they're not dumb. They're not all terrifying. They're amazing animals. And again, family, bro. And like family, approach with caution. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. Obviously, we're transitioning. We just want to let you guys know we're still going to keep doing what we're doing. We love this. The only reason Don wasn't with us was, wasn't he killing snakeheads in Virginia? I don't know what Don does with his time. But... We try not to ask. Because <laughs> usually <laughs> we ask. We get snakeheads in Virginia. I love you all so much. All right. So, guys, I think this wraps up our episode. If I can get a chance, I'll try and be on more of these episodes. The Lucas Lectures will still continue while I'm in Japan, unless you all scream to stop. I don't think we'll hear any of that. Yeah, no, we're not going to get We're good. No one screamed. We're fine. Uh, any last words you got for him, Chris? I'll just say, you know, thank you all for, for listening and continuing to listen, and, and we'll keep the, the shows coming. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch Chris's videos on YouTube. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. Peace. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.